Corporate Coffee is a networking, education, and empowerment group for women of color uh, in corporate. And the topics that we have discussed have had such wide ranges, uh, and, and we've generated some very interesting, thought-provoking, uh, meaningful conversations along the way. And today is a different format from usual. Typically, we would have uh, a particular topic, and we would have a guest speaker or an expert speaking on that topic, kind of have a roundtable discussion and questions around that. But uh, many of you may not know that Corporate Coffee did start out as a local group of women meeting in the Dallas area. And we would meet at different coffee shops and grab a cup of coffee and just talk about strategies to help us improve or to do better or to succeed in corporate you know, being women of color. And COVID came and the whole social, you know, public interaction went away. Um, but Zoom came along and we started doing the meetings through Zoom, which has increased our outreach exponentially. And I'm so proud of what this has become. And it's all thanks to you, ladies. We will talk about whatever is on your mind to talk about and uh, just enjoy ourselves while doing it. We may cry. <laughs> we may get emotional. You know, whatever comes out of this, you know, it, it, it's what it becomes. But at the end, it, it will be a beautiful experience. So if anyone has anything that they want to start off with, the floor is open. I think I have a question about navigating the workplace. So um, it, I just, it's been two months in my new job. Um, and there are definitely a lot of things that, um, that I've been noticing are um, strange. Sometimes it feels like um, in, my, in my role, that I'm responsible for bringing the diversity um, and, and doing that outreach. But um, the team has become, the team has been remote for quite some time. And so I'm noticing a lot of communication failures and then also like no synchronicity between the admin staff and a lot of the other team members. Um, and so I know that's not something that I can solve, but um, it's it's come down to a point where I've become the the trustworthy, reliable person, and it's not that I don't enjoy being that person. It's just sometimes it feels like you're 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 putting a lot of responsibility on on my shoulders when it's not supposed to be my my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like um, from what you're saying there. Um, our chain. There's like a chain. There's communication, and mm -hmm. there are breaks in that chain. Yes, and things aren't getting accomplished in the end. I would imagine because of this communication breakdown, or things are um, not getting done properly or on time. Is that? Uh, what's going it's on? more. It's more along the lines of when um, when there's like no consistency as to staff being able to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. And yes, that does impact the efficiency of the organization. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of leaves me lost sometimes because while my role involves, you know, working on this huge project on trying to get um, stakeholders and community organizations to the table to shape the future of victim services in North Carolina, um, there isn't really an active push to for the organization to be that way. So like, for instance, um, I recommended like, you know, if we're going to be doing outreach in the Latino community, we can't just send letters in English. We need to have letters in Spanish as well, emails in Spanish as well. And so my, my, my boss, she's like, oh, we're going to have to 
you know, get that translated. And it's like, well, that's how outreach is. You have to, you have to be able to cater to everyone. And so there's a bit of a frustration point sometimes there. I'll, I'll turn the floor open um, if anyone wants to provide any comments or things that maybe you've been in a situation like this before. And what did you do? Is it more than just getting emails out to people? Um, it's not just emails, but also sitting down and having meetings as well. Yeah. So in that community, do you have anybody tied to that community? I do have someone from a different socioeconomic background, but not from the working class, which is some folks that I want um, because victim services, a lot of the services are going towards working class. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't, you can't, you know, shape or know what's going on um, unless you hear from people. So it's creating a needs assessment pretty much. And um, that's, that's where I'm facing sort of a, a battle there. So can you on your own reach out to any community organizations that have in that area? I can. I so can. that's probably going to be your best bet to be able to get a foothold into that community. Because okay. I think with all communities, they are more receptive to their culture yes. than to outside cultures. Mm -hmm. um, I do know this one lady here in Texas, and she's involved in um, domestic abuse, helping uh, kids who have been in abusive homes and finding them another place. She's the advocate um, in, uh, I think that's Kaufman County. Um, I could reach out to her. Um, if you want to put your information in the chat or I'll put my information in the chat um, and then you can text me yours so that I can give that to her and then you guys can connect and she might be able to give you more ideals on how to break into certain communities. I was saying that I think I'm hearing a few different issues um, that she's experiencing at the workplace. And I'm sorry, is it Shagata? Yes. Shagata? <laughs> Um, one is your person of stat or your person of color status on the team. And mm -hmm. It seems like you are being the designated, you know, uh, person ambassador. You know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's too far away. It's 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 difficult to hear. You're basically the feeling as if you are the representative of your whole race, which is not the case. Um, nobody should be a single representative for any group. Um, you are your own unique person, but they're lumping you in, which makes you feel like a stereotype, mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming. Uh, no, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number two, um, you're dealing with team members who you think should do more than what they should. Um, and because of your work ethic, your morale level, um, all the things that make you awesome on the workplace are at the workplace. Now they're dumping work on you that other people should be doing. Um, or they're coming to you, you're seeing deficiencies like the you know, community outreach and you're coming to them with suggestions and then they're like, either we don't have the resources to do this or what a great idea. You run with it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is frustrating because I, I experienced kind of the same thing with the with the workload. And Tony will tell you, I'll call her and I'll be like, girl, they making me do all kinds of stuff. I'm getting the coffee. I'm, you know, writing reports to executives. I'm doing the budget all because they know I can do it. And it just leads me to feeling more overwhelmed. That is an issue that I have to constantly address with management. Um, and it, I, I just say, have those conversations. I know you're new, um, but maybe this is a good opportunity because once you start doing it, they're just gonna put more and more and more on you. Um, and you're, you're gonna burn out. I, I burnt out. I got so frustrated. My body, my health just deteriorated. I was tired all the time. 
I was emotionally and physically just spent. And my advice is to nip it in the bud early. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to say, you know what, this is my job description and nowhere in there does it say <laughs> I do this. And how can I get some help from the people that are supposed to do it? Yeah, I mean, thankfully right now I do have an intern, but once she goes, it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. Yes. Um, and it, I, 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 I just say continue to have those conversations, document the times when you feel a little overwhelmed and uh, think that you should get support from other people on the team and try to make it happen. Even if it means having trainings, um, training them on what to do and showing them, you know, this is what I expect from you going forward. I'll help you once, I'll help you twice. Eventually they need to, to uh, try to take those tasks off of you and have someone else do it, hold someone else accountable. Yeah, I mean I that's frustrating. If it goes wrong, then yeah. they're coming to me and saying, you know, why did this project not go the way? And I'm like, I got no help. I got no help. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I'm flying by the seat of my pants on some of these projects. I would have had, it. maybe it would have been a different outcome if we actually acted like a team and I got some help. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does anybody have certain rules and responsibilities, like roles and responsibilities? Mm-hmm. Does yep. each person have roles and responsibilities? Yes. They I do. mean, I used to, I used to be in project management. Everybody has a role and responsibility. Mm-hmm. You have a lead, you have the assisted to that lead and you have several other people that handle several different other things not that lead handles everything or that one person handles everything you just have a it's a multifaceted project so um i know that we got a chance to speak a little bit before the meeting started and you said that you had um some issues that you wanted to bring up so we'll we'll turn it over to you Oh, one second. Shagufta, did that help you? Did that conversation? Yes. And I think the other issue is is just being realistic too. Like the team is also experiencing a lot of change right now in the sense of um, them needing more people. Um, And um, it's the government. So I'm also, you know, cognizant of that and how that there's also like a difference in, in work um, the age force, like a lot of people are really like either older than me and like me and the other person that they hired were sort of younger. And so it's, it's also that age gap, which isn't a bad thing, but sometimes when, when you're trying to do technology oriented stuff, mm-hmm. it can be, um, it can be hard sometimes. So thank you, yeah. but thank you. It was helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. So I have actually faced a lot of problems just like Shagofta has, um, and it has a lot to do with my age. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the youngest account managers in the marketing agency here in Canada, and plus I'm a woman of color. I'm from an Indian background, and, and I feel um, a lot of times, the, um, especially me being one of, the only, um, one of the only two female members in the in the company as well recently they had just hired another male account manager and and all my work all all my outreach to my clients all my project management and and all whatever i have worked for they are they keep on passing the commission checks and all the rewards and promotions to the male account manager because he mm-hmm. can travel to the us because um because he's older he has had more experience but the thing is i have worked with all these clients first a lot of what my my role is is to get new clients and actually take care of the back end campaign management running the r- running the campaign um ma- making sure all our clients needs are met and then actually upselling and 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 getting more marketing campaigns, but and I have been very successful in it. Um, management has been very proud of me. My manager, my CEO, they've constantly praised me. But ever since they've hired this this new account manager, who I found out was a family friend of my manager, which they hid from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they've been giving the praises and and promotions to him and. 
and now they they are not even allowing me to travel to meet my own own clients. They're they're putting his his name on my work, but still me making me do all the work for it, and and this is getting very frustrating, very demotivating, and. And one of um, one other problem that I face, and and they are taking advantage about this, is because I I am I am a new resident in Canada. I came here um, four years ago, and I, I and I'm currently applying for my permanent residency. So they know that they can dump everything onto me, and and really take advantage this way. And they know I will never leave. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if anyone else is facing this, or and I really do not know how to deal with this problem. It's been very overwhelming, and yeah. So let me ask: um, Do you have an advocate? In I I I do not currently, and and I'm even scared to to approach any lawyer and and get any help from outside parties because um, because of my permanent residence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They had even threatened me. Um, they had even threatened threaten me that they'll make sure I never get another job in the industry. They'll make sure that I do not get my permanent residency. Because sometimes um, the government of Canada, when, when applying for permanent residency, they phone up to verify your employment details and everything like that. So so he, and I know he has been abusive in the past. Somebody even got, got a restraining order against them and and he had bad-mouthed all employees that I had left in the past. So, uh, so I'm, so I'm really, um, I'm, I'm really trying to be careful there. I have not, I've not, um, I've not consulted any lawyers, not spoken to anybody outside the company about this. And, Is there an HR department? We don't actually. We don't because it's a really small company. Um, we we are just about twelve to fifteen of us. Um, this company has had a history of abuse and and um, an employee harassment. This public, the shaming, the um, the there's bad words. Um, there's yelling, screaming, threatening, um, working overtime without pay, and, and yeah, it it has a history of abuse and. Um, it's been really, really, really hard for me. Have you in fact, even my first manager, sorry, go on. For, for you, have you documented everything? Have you written all of this down? I haven't actually, but but I'm starting to. I'm starting to now. Okay, and, so this is what you problem, need to do. You need to write yeah. everything down, every single instance. Um, and how long have you been with this company? I've been in this company for, for two years and six months now. Okay. So you need to write every single thing down. When I say you have to journal it, you have to journal it. I'm not sure how things are in Canada, but this is definitely an actionable offense in America. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask too, are there any types of kind of groups like, um, like we have like EEOC, you know, or mm -hmm. any types of labor advocacy groups that you can reach out to, to say, this is what's going on. What do I need to do? Because I'm sure that there are some type of labor laws um, yes. that, that, that this is a violation of labor laws. Now, the thing about it, like Bree was saying, when you go to these different types of organizations, you're going to have to have proof, you know, and, and because, you know, they want to make sure that this isn't, you know, hearsay or, you know, mm -hmm. They, they want to verify it. So get a notepad, write down dates, write down times. I'm even going to say this online. I don't know what's going to happen. I would say even a recorder. Correct. The, correct. I, I have, I have um, a lot of people, a, a lot of my friends have, have even advised, um, have even advised um, me to do all these things. But the thing is, in Canada, we cannot just record anyone. It's considered illegal and it cannot be used as, as proof, and and I, and I think this I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying that it can be used as proof, but it can be used for your own documentation purposes. And the reason why I'm saying that is a lot of times when things are going on and it's emotional, you may forget. So That's you can go back, you know, to write out what's happened, and your brain was so in the moment at that time you can't remember everything. So even if it's not admissible, at least when you go through and you're journaling it and you're writing down the circumstances, you can have something to reference back to remember what happened. That is going to get discovered. 
That is correct. Yeah. Um, let me ask this question. Um, how long till, do you know how long till you get your permanent residency? How far are you along into the process? Oh, yes. So, so uh, I have already submitted my papers and, it, and it, it usually takes around six to eight months. But now, now with COVID, I know a lot of applications are stalled and, and it's taking more than a year or so. So, so nobody knows for sure at, at, this, um, at this point of time. Okay. How long ago did you submit all of this? Um, just a few weeks ago, actually. So I'm definitely expecting around around eight months or so from now. Okay. Okay. I, I would second what um, Ms. Tony and Ms. Bray have just said in terms of documenting everything, especially in the moment, so, okay. so that that's when your memory is most fresh. So you remember exactly what happened because believe it or not, if they feel they, if they feel that you are feeling some kind of way, they will be documenting stuff as well. I've been in that situation where, you know, all of a sudden they will pull out an email you sent, you know, three years yeah. ago as proof of that you're not doing your work properly or whatever, oh. as, you know, so they believe they are documenting stuff too. So, um, or at least you should have that in mind that they are. So make sure you get down your side of the story. And on, as unfortunate as it is, I understand what it's like when you're not from a country and, you know, a lot of, even if you were to find some of these organizations and things like that, a lot of them are very hesitant to help if you're not a permanent resident, resident or a citizen of a country. A lot of them are very even even if not hesitant to help, but you you definitely would have been priority basically. You, you, you are not go, you're not going to be their priority. So I would document things, you know, like you know that kind of thing. Um, I personally, and this might be going against the grain. I wouldn't suggest kind of um, pursuing the weight of the law against them, at least not just yet. Document okay. everything. Make sure you have undeniable proof. You know proof of the work that you've done that someone else had their name on it and they put someone else's name on it and that sort of thing and I would say just keep your eyes your ears open head down do your work till you get this permanent residency once you get that then of course you start applying elsewhere start That's applying true. elsewhere and do your best to get out of there because right now you've maintained the history there two years plus working there you know mm -hmm. all intents and purposes you're going to still be working there for the next kind of thing I, I, I would almost kind of chalk this down to a learning experience, as it were, but keep your head down, document everything. I, I wouldn't make, as, as bad as it sounds, because of your situation, I wouldn't make too much noise about it right now in terms of pursuing the arm um, the law and things like that, because at this point, they have all the power. You're, you're, on, their, you're on their turf. So yes. just collect everything you need to collect, keep your head down, and fingers crossed that paper will come through sooner rather than later, then at least you have more of a ground to be like, okay, no, this is what I'm going through. And, you know, you can at least make your way out of there. Because, yeah. I heard something in your voice, Rose. You started to kind of pick up a little bit that I get the sense that this is emotional for you, that this is an Yes. So what Kiki said I agree 100%. Keep your head down, do your work. My concern is on the other side of this. What support do you have? Yeah. Because, because while you're going through this process, you're going to need some support to keep you going so you don't break down. So do you have things that you do outside of work? Do you have hobbies? Do you have a community? Do you have family? What do you have? I currently do, do not have any family here, and um, I and I just have my group my group of friends that I share um, that I share with on a regular basis. We meet up daily after work sometimes, um, but but you know how it is. I I do not want to keep on um, I I do not want to keep on hopping on this topic every single time because everybody mm -hmm. has their own problems. We work in different mm -hmm. industries, so yeah. um, it's really difficult at times. But that's what people that care for you are there for. Yeah. They're there to be that ear because they don't want to see you break down, right? They don't want to see this. And a lot of times we feel like we're on an island, especially, I don't know, 
us as women, we feel like we can be, we can endure all things because there's kind of this trope of us being strong women, especially women of color. You know, we can just endure and take it. But at the end of the day, we're women, we're human. We have certain emotions. We're breakable. Hey, we, we, yeah. really are. we, we yeah. are more mm-hmm. fragile than what society has pushed on us to, to be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times our predecessors were like, you know, hey, I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to do that. And we saw that. But what sometimes what we didn't see is the mental pull and strain that that put on them, which can translate into physical. Your body has a mechanism in it that when you get to too much, it's going to shut you down. <laughs> Whether you can, I, can, what, can I say something? Can I Oh, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, good morning, ladies. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just dropping in. Um, Wow. Uh, This what you're telling me, it 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 actually hurts my heart Um, and I can feel and I can understand, you know, exactly what you're saying. And it is it. It's a little on the heartbreaking side. Um, and I, I agree with what Kiki said and what Tony said. Um, just in my experience, um, companies like this, this is what they do. And unfortunately, they choose, and it's not anything with you specifically, but they hire people that they know they can get away with this doing these things because of the situation that you're in. So um, I agree, you know, definitely document everything. And, um, but by the same token, I kind of agree. It's almost like, and it's not to say just take your lashes and just, you know, take the punishment, deal with it. I don't want to say that. I'm not trying to say that at all, but this may be a period of time because I can tell you know, you're still young. It, this this may be that period of time. It's it's like where you're paying your dues, and it's not fair. It's not fair. And at some point, all of the things that they do catch up with them. For your own, you know, you do want to um, document your experience just in case some of this has to come back around with you. Um, you know, come back around to you. But definitely use this time to plan your next move. You know, you don't want to let on to them that I am, you know, I'm documenting this and I'm going to do you in because they know they have the upper hand and they, and they, and they know they have that reputation for destroying people that come against them. So sometimes you have your David and Goliath um, situations where, yeah, you can, you know, take a pebble and knock the giant out. And if that's what you want to do, you know, you feel that that's what you want to take on, you know, now that's fine. But because you're in this learning stage, you know, I would just, you know, really try to chalk this up to experience. And I agree with Tony, you know, you have to, um, you know, maybe find someone that you can talk to, um, for your mental state to make sure you're, you know, you're taking care of yourself, your wellness, because believe me, they know what they're doing. They know how to do things without it being documented. They know how to say things on the record. They know how to catch you off guard. They know how to catch you in the ladies room when you're washing your hand, when you don't have your recorder that you can turn on. They know those things. The reason why I know is because it's happened to me. And so these, the, not the same situation, but, um, I'll just say really, really quickly. Um, I had a situation where, um, I was, I was ready to leave my employer because I found that other people were making more money than me. And I went so far as to get another job offer. And I really didn't want to leave my company because it was a good company. But I said, you know, um, let me, because, you know, people always say, well, you know, you got to ask for the raise. You have to go in and tell them what you want. So I went to the, the head of HR and she sat me down in her office and I explained, you know, this is the situation. I feel I'm not being paid enough. I got a job offer and they offered me so-and-so. So just for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to say they offered me $10,000 more than what I'm making now. So she was like, oh my gosh, you know, we really don't want to lose you. You know, oh my gosh, you know, we, we don't want to lose you and we'll match that offer. 
So will you stay? And I was like, well, you're telling me this, you know, can you put it in writing? But, you know, they weren't going to put it in writing. So I let the other job offer go. So, of course, when I get my paycheck, they paid me $5,000 more. And I was like, wait a minute, you told me that you're going to match 10000 And this woman stood in her office and looked me dead in my eye and said, I never said that. Oh, never, my gosh. What? I never, yeah. Oh, God, wow. I never said that. And she kind of said it, looking me straight in the eye with kind of a smirk on her face. And you know how I felt at the time. I did get more money, but she just totally pulled the switch on me. And who was I going to tell? Who was I? She was the head of HR. Everybody knew her. And she was almost like I was cool with her, you know? Mm -hmm. So what was I going to do? So I stayed at the company, but, um, you know, and things got a little bit better, but I'm just saying they know, they know the game. They've been in the game 20, 30, 40 years before we just got here. So Mm -hmm. my suggestion is just, yes, you want to document everything. Don't, you know, you don't want to show your hand to them. You don't want to show them what I'm going to plan to do. And just until you get what you need out of it. And then when it's time for you to go, just go on to greener pastures because they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. And, 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 and you're not alone. The last thing I want to say, Rose, is you are not alone. Don't feel like you're the only one. Don't feel like, oh, this is just happening to me because of me. It's not. That's just what these companies do. So mm-hmm. I wish you all the best. Really, I do. Thank you so we're, much, Ruby. We're here. To, we're here to support you. Yes. Um, my my main concern is while you're going through it, where's your support system? While you're going through it, you can get through it, but that mental health aspect of it is extremely important. Mm-hmm. I, I I do feel my my mental health is suffering a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I wake up, um, I, I, I wake up um, and get like nightmares about this company. He's keeping on yelling. He's keeping on threatening me. Mm-hmm. And I'm very difficult. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. You, you know what? Too. Something that someone um, said to me in, like, a few months ago, and it really stuck with me. And um, they said that... Um, not everything that happens to you is for you. Not everything that happens to you is for you. So as you were talking and as as the ladies were kind of chiming in, what was coming to my mind was that you will be in a perfect position to help other girls of Asian descent that come to Canada, don't know what's what, are going through this. Yes. You, it, it, it's almost like it, this is kind of building up your arsenal, building up your quote-unquote resume in that field so that, you, you know, you never know. You could be the person that they will call to and say, hey, Rose, this is what I'm, this is what's happening in my company. I'm working in this, I'm feeling, and then you'll be the one to advise them on that. That's right. So um, I, I think, like, like, I'm, like I said before, you kind of put your head down plot your exit strategy basically make sure you have that in time put your head down do what you need to do get those once you get those permanent permanent residency papers then you you can really make a move but just bear that in mind that you know you could be the support system for other girls coming behind you other girls from india from asian descent come behind you going through stuff like this that's a brain and and then one other thing when you start When you start looking for other positions, you know, I know you're going in to interview for a position. You need to interview that company. Do your research on that company and make sure that it's going to be a good fit for you. There are people that, um, it it all depends on which one, because I've even interviewed one company that I went to. um, And I told them, I was like, okay, let me speak to your, you know, your assistant. Yes. Let me speak to such and such. Let me speak to some different facets of the hierarchy. So I'm speaking to hierarchy and then I'm speaking to people that they consider to be low men on a totem pole. I need to get their perspective. So, you know, you, you're just, you have to do your research. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you just come and you're just so excited about getting yes. this job and you're like, okay, this is going to take care of everything I need to take care of. And then you're just all this, I'm, and I'm going to say abuse, you're just sweeping that under the rug. Mm-hmm. I know your your situation is completely different, and I understand that you do have to 
basically just riding that boat until you, your next ship comes along. So continue to do that. But just keep in mind, research that company, interview people that work there, because you'll, girl, Google knows all kinds of stuff, Facebook, yes. Instagram, go to their pages. I'm so serious. Not everybody has their accounts locked. See what they're putting about their business or their That's company. Right. So and Bree, I've actually caught people in the parking lot. Like the last two companies, I catch them in the parking lot when they're going home. I've done that. My last company, I caught two people in the parking lot. One was before the interview and one was after. And I said, you know what? I'm going for an interview. May I ask you just a couple of questions? And you'll be surprised. People will love to tell you. And um, Actually, they're part of my day. <laughs> yes. On that day, catch them, yeah, in the beginning, in the end, at the end of the yeah. day. Catch, yeah. If you can, just catch them just and let them know, you know, I'm, I'm I'm about to interview. What Can I just ask you a couple of questions and you'll be surprised. People will, you know, sure. Well, what do you do here? Oh, I'm in so-and-so. Okay, okay. Would you recommend? And people will tell you and read online reviews. Reviews, are they're so dead on sometimes. Yes. So, you know, and, and so... You know, you, you learn as you go and you'll probably never get into the situation again, but you'll be able to advise the next person going forward. And then also I would, I would kind of, you want to kind of hide your hand with the company a little bit. You don't want them to see that you've completely shut down because they, they understand what happens when people shut down too. Then they think, oh, she's, she's leaving. So you want to let them know that you're still interested until you can completely pull the carpet from underneath it so that they never see it coming. Because if they see it coming, then they can prepare for it. Then they can tell you, oh, we want to send you off to so-and-so now. Oh, we want to give you a raise. We want to, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. oh. Yes, they, they have that. Uh, they have that done this in the past. In fact, um, they, well, I had fallen sick and I usually, um, I'm usually the last person who who actually asks for a day off, mm -hmm. um, even when I'm sick. And 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 one day I just texted my manager in the, um, in the morning asking um, uh, asking me to stay at home. I, I I was actually sick, but but I thought I'd, I'd use that day to do a Zoom interview with with another company. And and I, and I think he saw it coming. He he knew I was upset, and mm -hmm. and he knew I was going for for interviews so so um he made sure I, I came into the office and missed that interview and he gave me a raise that that same day but but at the same time what i felt they were doing was since they knew uh, since they knew i was upset they began hiring other part-timers and making me train them so just in case i leave they still have backup so what that sounds right. like to me and i want to get playing the game yes yeah, this sounds like it happens in an abusive relationship, you know, yes. when there's someone that hits you and then they buy you the roses the next day, oh, yeah. or they, oh baby, yeah. I'm sorry, because they know that they've messed well, up. Yeah. Um, Shagufta mm -hmm. works with um, women that have been in abusive situations. Shagufta, do you have any type of advice, even though this is a work situation and not a domestic one, are there any correlations here? So oh, yeah. there, and, uh, there are... There are some things to keep in mind. Um, so it's, it's part of like the workplace um, abuse and violence sort of um, area. And I'm actually, um, so what I will say is um, I'd have to give a little bit of context. Um, so approximately a year ago, I quit an organization. This was an all Indian organization. And I was seeing the same behaviors, very abusive workplace behaviors. The the ED would send uh, very nasty letters, uh, emails to me um, when I would ask them for a deadline or I would ask them for time to get certain projects done. They had a very unreasonable sense of when to get certain projects done. Mm -hmm. And I started noticing this um, discrepancy specifically with me. What I did back then, I printed out the emails where there was retaliation uh, of any sort. So the first retaliation was she wanted to take away work from home. And the irony was, is that I wasn't working from home. So the retaliation in, in itself was just very, you know, kind of humorous to me because it was being, you know, it was being aimed at other coworkers. But the reality was, is that we were understaffed and the ED expected all the other staff members to pick up, you know, the ball for things that they didn't have training for. Um, the second kind of warning for me was when um, they reduced my bowl down to uh, IT 
um, there was a lot of issues going on with the the emails and stuff. And so I had to put my foot down and uh, eventually it led to my exit once COVID started because the organization, it had a lot of people on the board. It had a lot of people that were very inefficient, um, didn't know what they were doing and um, didn't want to hire the right people to get those things done. So what I would recommend, document, print any emails that are sent to you that have any sort of retaliation any of any sort. It's like, oh, you didn't show up this day, so we're, we're not going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, those are just some common things that showed up for me. Um, in terms of, of, honestly, I don't know also about the, um, the workplace laws uh, in Canada. Familiarize that, you know, familiarize yourself with those things. I know in the U.S. there is a Department of Justice and there is uh, a labor board. So if there is in Canada something of that sort, that you can familiarize yourself with, do that. And um, honestly, start looking on the down low. Get out if you can, because you don't want to continue working in a place that causes you a lot of emotional and mental harm. And I'm going to be really honest, that's the point that I reached last year with this workplace is I, I was legit um, in a place where I was getting migraines. Um, I couldn't eat right. Um, all the, all the physical toll, uh, and I was also getting nightmares too, um, to be very honest. Um, and so those are just some of the things that I experience. and I'm, I'm sorry that you're experiencing these things, Rose, but, um, you know, I think the other thing that I would recommend is, um, if you want to stay in touch, I know we're in different countries. Um, but if you feel comfortable staying in touch, do let me know. Um, I definitely would. Yes. Okay. Definitely would. Because even in India right now, there's so many things going on. Um, and I know with COVID, it's not an option right now for folks to even fly back home. Um, that's the, you know, that that's the other thing. And so while I was fortunate to leave my position, I didn't necessarily leave, you know, intact. I, I definitely, you know, had a lot of issues after that. And, um, but yes, keep, keep interviewing in places. I think what these companies do is they, they see vulnerability in someone and they try to extract and use that to their own gain. Um, and then my other question is, is this an all Indian firm or is this a foreign, uh, company in Canada? Uh, This is actually a foreign company. They, they hire a lot of people who, who are just brand new in, in, in Canada, they have some type of, um, they have some type of arrangement with the government this way. Okay. Um, they offer summer internships to, to newcomers in Canada to, to get experience and then actually move into the Canadian workplace. Okay. Um, I, I was oh, not great. hired through that internship. Okay. I was actually um, hired as a full-time um, itself, but they saw this vulnerability in me and they took advantage of it. So they could, they could keep um, like doing all this and then they knew I would never leave. And and I know this had happened to my first boss year too. The, um, it, honestly, in in this in this company, nobody stays for more than around six months. Even if you look up anyone's LinkedIn account, they have all left um, within within the first six months. So someone even left the, um, the first day. But anyway, coming back, my first manager also was from Brazil. Um, she mm-hmm. was new in Canada as well, and, and she had decided to take um, a vacation, use, use her vacation, um, use her vacation days, and, and when she came back, her job just, were, just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And um, they definitely do take um, advantage of, of, um, of vulnerable people. Yes, and, and, uh, I mean, he has been described as a narcissist by a lot of people, a lot of um, oh, all their employees, all the glass store reviews. They even pay to take down um, glass store reviews. Um, yeah. yeah um, to, to be honest, like, like, that, that makes even more sense, like the sheer audacity of the situation, because just what you said there, that even puts, puts it in even more context. The fact that they have a deal with the government to help 
Got you know, right. people coming into Canada, assimilating them with work and things like that. That yes. is a that, that is their cover, and you can tell that they're playing the game. That is their cover. So yes. they they like Akisha was saying, they've already been in the game. They're playing the game. So yes. um, that that makes even more sense for you to just keep your head down, do what you need to do, and get out of there. That that relationship with with the government. I mean, just the, the sheer audacity that they're having you train your potential replacements. It's laughable. Yes. Like the yeah. sheer audacity of that. Yeah. Like, so that's exactly. their business. That's their business exactly. model. Exactly. Exactly. That's how they've been doing it because they know they have that power. They hold literally all the cards. So because for all intents and purposes, they you need them more than they need you. Right. And I, I so, think that- and they know that. Yeah. And I think that like LinkedIn, like comments on, you know, whatever the different sites, I don't know if they're very different in Canada, but those are the sites that you want to be on to research before you go to your next position. And those are the sites that you want to definitely dialogue, um, not dialogue, but report your experiences to. Um, Keisha, you brought up yeah. a good point. LinkedIn is also a good place to find mentors. So if you see... Ah, yes. That is doing what okay. you want yeah. to do. Mm -hmm. Reach, send them a direct message, connect with them. Yes. Say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. Will you be my mentor? And mm -hmm. reach out and have them guide you and, and, and help navigate you through your career. And that's a good way to, to, to do it. Because yeah. so um, what I do, I work in risk management and insurance for construction companies. So a lot of that crosses into the legal field. Right. And I have a I have a law degree, but law can be very specific. You know, you can there's contract law, there's family law, there's all these different facets of law. So if I need advice on something, I have no problem going on LinkedIn, finding someone that has that knowledge and reaching out to them directly and say, hey, I, th this is this is my story. This is my interest. This is my question. Can you help me? And you'll be surprised of how many people, especially when we talk about this kind of gap between the um, the boomers, that's what we call them here. I don't know if Canada's ever like the boomers and the, and, and the Gen Y and the Gen Z and the millennials and all this stuff. We can close that gap. You, you know how many boomers I've reached out to directly and how willing they were to share the information and the knowledge that they had? It's there, you know, and it's just reaching out, finding that resource. But yeah, Keisha, you brought up a good point. LinkedIn is fantastic. Shagufta, do you mind exchanging information? Do you mind putting your contact information in the chat? And, and, and I'll put my contact information in there as well. And we can just keep this going. We want to keep up with you. We're here as a support system for you. We're here to help you. So I hope that this conversation. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And I definitely need a support group this way. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right, ladies, any other topics that, you know, you want to discuss or bring up? We may run a little bit over. If you have to drop off, that's okay. But anything else on your mind? I'm curious, have any of you all ever joined a union? I never have. I've never been a part of a union. Yeah, I've never worked for a company that was union based. So um, y'all can hear me. Yes, we yes. can. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a part of a union either. I know it's difficult to deal with from a management standpoint sometimes, but <laughs> I have not had that experience. Because that's another thing that I'm thinking about is if there are any unions um, specifically that understand the nuance of being an immigrant in a new country and then navigating the workplace and the laws, that might be something um, worthwhile checking out. And so, um, and, and even if you're, you know, um, there is the equivalent of like legal aid probably in Canada and some legal aid clinics do deal with workplace law and workplace related um, issues. So you could check that out. Of course, you would do it anonymously yeah. um, and protect um, yourself. Correct. And and um, a lot of people have told me to report them to the um, Ontario Labor Board. But, yes. I, but, but, but I found out um, I had phoned them up because I thought they were anonymous. Mm -hmm. But apparently when you actually file 
file a case and and they need to go in and investigate, um, you are not anonymous anymore. They take your name um, and they, they, do. they actually, exactly. Um, my friends had, had told me that it was anonymous. They, they, they had probably not, not filed anything before or not reported them or not reached out for advice. Um, I really wanted to, and I, and I tried it, but, but, um, it, but unfortunately it wasn't anonymous. And, and so, since I'm in the stage of my permanent residency, I, I didn't want my name to, to actually go to them. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they do, uh, this company has, has actually, actually um being um being investigated before um i know a couple of us um employees had mentioned that we even had the state um labor board go in and investigate because it was very 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 abusive and and a lot of people had reported them in the past i'm not sure what their loophole was it was probably um the government the government program of the internship um I don't know, but they do have some loophole where they can get away with all this. Because in the past, a lot of people had reported them. Somebody even got a restraining order against them because they were highly abusive. Um, yeah. But um, I, I did um, I did try to reach out to the labor board here in the province, and and I found out that that they weren't anonymous. Yeah. No, I, I I also filed once with the EEOC here and. Um, while your complaint may be anonymous when you submit um, a, um, anything, um, eventually the the corporation, the organization, finds out who's made yeah. the made That's the um, complaint. And nine yes. times out of ten, what they might end up doing is moving that person to another department, which doesn't really solve the problem. Or they send them to another store. Okay. Or another corporation um, headquarters. And so, no, you're in a really tough situation. Um, Correct. And to make matters worse, um, I'm I'm not even able to give proof that that I was actually promoted to to the account manager role because I I think this company is is very experienced in all this. Mm -hmm. Um, They purposely never gave me me a, a written contract of my promotion that says I'm an account manager they they, they they purposely never gave me um a written record of my of my salary increase um you know i have no proof that way they never even gave me proof of uh, of being made full time to two weeks in into the company so, so they purposely never send anything by email they they'll usually try to do it um face to face so I just wonder, like, maybe after you've left there, because this too shall pass. It's this is, believe me, this is just a blip in your career uh, and it shall pass. But I just wonder if maybe after you've moved on so that you're not in a vulnerable position, if there is a way, um, you know, people, um, and I haven't done this before, so I, I, I can't say, well, this is what I would do because I haven't done it myself. But I'm just thinking, like, because this is a, a corporation that's operating this way, I'm sure there's some social media outlet or there's some news reporter or some kind of um, reporter that would love to get on to a story like this, be it 60 Minutes or I'm just saying, you, you never know. I mean, because this is kind of prolific and you're not the only one you know this is their business model this is how they operate this is how they make their money and so I bet you if this story would have come out the people would come out of the woodworks agreeing yes the same thing happened to me but you want to get yourself out of that vulnerable position Um, I wouldn't show my hand I would continue to operate as as though you're enthusiastic about your job and that you're doing the best you can and um you know, just as soon as you're, you know, you're not in such a vulnerable position, then, you know, move on, move out, and just never, you know, uh, as they say, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay it forward. And, um, you know, so. Good advice. Good advice. That is definitely, yes. I, I really hope that this has helped you, and I hope that you can see that we're concerned for you, and we're here mm-hmm. to. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. so this is really helpful, and and that's definitely one good positive thing to come out of this. I can probably be like a support system for for future employees who 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 experience this for sure. Exactly. 
you yes, get through it. You'll get through it, and we'll we'll help you through it. You'll get through yes. it. Yes, so much. Uh, so I, I would like to ask this to to the group: Is there are there any topics that you would like to see corporate coffee delve a little bit deeper into? Is there anything that um, is important to you or that you feel needs to be highlighted or discussed? Tony, I do have one, and I think you touched on it in one of your um, prior monthly corporate coffee events, but I think we need to readdress it for, especially for women and women of color, um, is pay equity. Ah. Yeah. Because it's extremely... I'm fine. I'm 50. I hate to say my age and all that wonderful stuff, but <laughs> I'm 56 years old, having been in corporate over 35 years. I mean, I started in corporate at the age of 16 in an internship. And I've been in major corporations that are international organizations that are based in the US. I've been in organizations that are not based in the US. I mean, you run the gamut, all industries. Pay equity for women and women of color has, it's atrocious. I can't find any other word to say it. And how do we keep continued, you know, we continue to fight and we continue to fight. And I see it over and over again, so many excuses made from the HR level to the legal level mm-hmm. all over the organization. And now it's blatant. It's actually in your face. Whereas you see on paper that someone is making more than you, they have less experience. Um, and there's nothing you can do other than stay where you are, keep fighting the fight. And we, you know, we try to encourage each other and, you know, all these years, you know, it's like, you know what, I'm over it. <laughs> so that is one thing that I'm totally over and I'm addressing it with my organization now. However, yeah. I'm no, I'm no longer afraid. I have no fear because I feel like, you know, after all of these years and we deserve what we deserve, we work harder. Honestly, I see we work harder. Mm-hmm. Um, we work smarter. Uh, we do all the things we're supposed to do. And I know you reap what you sow more than you sow later than you sow, but the later is now. Yeah. Can, can I say something to that? To that? Sure. You, you brought up a fantastic topic and you know that this topic is near and dear to my heart because if you think about, and I hate to kind of bring up the statistic, but statistically, a lot of women of color tend to be heads of households. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about this discrepancy in pay, it has a ripple effect in our communities, because as a woman of color, if I'm raising children, that pay affects where I can live, that pay affects where if I can send them to college or not, that pay affects what, um, you know, there are certain d- communities labeled as food deserts where there's not enough nutritional you know, food to 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 purchase that's affordable to feed them, which can lead to health issues with you. It, it is, it's a drop, it's a stone in the river, but the ripple effects of that pay equity are substantial. So yes, um, that is a topic that we can delve a lot deeper into and, um, more to come on that. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, because it's real. I think too, with the times that we're living in now, I think a combination of things are happening. Number one, the whole issue, or not the whole issue, but issues of race have become, they've been like catapulted. And, you know, it started, they say with George Floyd, um, but I think that it was a perfect storm of everything that was going on in the world. It wasn't just that incident, but I think that incident became a tipping point to allow the floodgates to come open. I'm inspired by these younger generations, you know, people like Rose, people like these younger people, because they're actually coming in more emboldened and more empowered, like Pam, as more than what we were, is what I meant, was what I'm seeing. Absolutely. And that fear, again, it's the fear that's being... um... Uh, released from our, you know, our souls and our spirit, because I think that, you know, and and once you face your fear and also face the challenges that are ahead of us, um, I think we'll make strides like groups like this, Tony, you know, so I thank you for, again, putting this together, because I think even with the um, pandemic, I mean, it slowed everybody down. It's made us think about 
where we were with our lives and where we want to be, et cetera. So this is actually awesome that you're reaching across the across the waters, if you will. We've got international folks on the line. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it seems like in every group that you have, you've, you, you've, the groups expand on every every single month. Mm-hmm. So keep doing what you're doing, Tony, because I think, again, this is we're helping each other. And, and, and guess what? It's free. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cost us anything other than our, our mind, bodies, and spirits. Exactly. exactly. But, but how do you, if you think about it this way, how does a movement become a movement it starts with people that have an idea right and they that idea and they spread it and more and more people latch onto it and then before you know it you have this group that's moving you know towards this common goal so we're all foot soldiers you know Mm -hmm. in the movement because if it was just me out here it wouldn't move anything. <laughs> as, I am, as I know that I am. <laughs> no, just you know, if you look at the civil rights movement, if you look at, you know, issues related to, you know, women's movement, everything like that, how did it start? An idea that spread that a lot of people got on board with and they made moves towards getting that thing done. I think pay equity is an extremely important issue. So absolutely. Thank it you. does take money to move. We've got to we've got to band together. I mean, look at different communities and how they band together to make things happen. Yes. Um, and I, you know, it's June. It's LGBTQ Month, and I think I think about the um, that community mm-hmm. and how much wealth they have. Mm-hmm. And regardless of your sexual orientation, I think it's amazing how how many, you know look how far they've come. Yes. And it did take money. So pay equity is important. (laughs) We do need money to move mountains. Extremely. Yes. So we will delve into those topics um, coming up in the near future. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you, Bree. Thank you for your input. Really appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. you I can't think of anything off the top, but I will reach out to you, Tony, for some with some other topics, but this, just this platform is always so welcome, needed and helpful. So thank you. I appreciate you, Keisha. You know, you were there from one of the beginning. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you for your support, for your consistent support over. Always. It's been a couple of years. We've hung in there it a couple of years, a couple right? Years. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> a few years. <laughs> a few years. It has. Yes. And, and, and Pam, I, you know, I thank you for, for just coming in and just saying, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help for being there, for showing up, for, for being vocal, you know, for inviting others. You know, Shagufta, I'm, I'm thankful. You know, we, we, um, met for um, work purposes, you know, for different purposes. And this is, this relationship has just expanded and become, you know, a lot more than that. And, and everyone who is associated with, you know, with corporate coffee and, and, and the mission, because it's like, you know, we're all marching towards the same vision and I'm just a vessel to be used. I don't think that there's anything great about me. I think that, you know, God doesn't. Don't sell yourself short now, Tony. (laughs) You are an organizer. That's important. (laughs) I think that because I'm a believer, you know, whatever people's, you know, beliefs are, but in my, in my humble opinion, I don't think God looks for the, the bravest, the, the, most beautiful, the, the strongest or whatever, but he looks for people that are willing to Did say, say that. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. But and that's it. Yep. But it's but They're willing. Exactly. As as the cornerstone of my belief system is faith. It's it's belief. Mm-hmm. It's stepping out on what you don't see. And that's what um, corporate coffee is for me. It's stepping out on what I don't see. And then to, to step out and to see others catch on and catch the vision, it, it opens my heart. And I want to leave, and I think we all on this call, we want to leave legacy. You know, we want to leave something to those that are coming behind. We want impact. And that's what I see this doing, all of us collectively having impact on society, positive impact on society. 
because there's a lot of, you know, negative things that are happening. But if we can be the voice of the counter, you know, to counter that negative, it matters. I know sometimes the task seems daunting. I'm not oblivious to that. I'm not oblivious to the fact that this is work, that this is mental work, that this is hard work, um, that it's disappointing at times, that it's frustrating at times, that you get angry at times. But knowing that there, we have this tribe and that when on, a, on a bad day, I can depend on, you know, one of you all and on, you know, one of your bad days, you can depend on us in the group. That's what helps us to keep going. So it's moving, it's pushing, it's growing. And I just want to say thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Corporate Coffee. We will be back next month with a new episode. For more information about Corporate Coffee, please visit our website at www.corporatecoffee.org. You can find other episodes of Corporate Coffee on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. Again, thank you so much and see you next time.